0: Everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux. I am Peter. That is Connor, and we talk about movies on this show. This is March. It is Batman month, not because it's March, but because it is the 80th anniversary of Batman. Also, the 1,000th issue of Detective Comics is coming out this month, and because of that, we have been working our way through some Batman movies over the course of the month. And we got through the two Tim Burton films. We got through the two Joel Schumacher films, which leads us finally. (laughs) to something yeah, we're, good we're, we're back to some good stuff batman what do you mean back <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting to see how long that took it back no 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 no, back no backs no 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 backs batman begins uh so the franchise was dormant for not even that long by today's standards um but at the time it felt like it had been gone for a while yeah it was like what a decade. Not quite. It was nineteen seventy thousand five. Okay, less than yeah. So you know, whereas now you expect reboots to happen three, like, four years. Yeah, if that right. Um, you know, but this was like okay. So Batman's coming back after this time. I went into this with like very little expectations. Uh, we, we'll just go full spoilers on this. So full spoiler warning for Batman Begins. I feel like you probably you've seen not, it. yeah you've seen yeah. Batman Begins by now. So. Yeah, I, I went into this with like no expectations. Uh, I went to this not being that interested in comic book characters, not because I didn't like them, just because I hadn't really been looking at them f- since I was a kid. Because yeah. uh, this came out when I was sixteen, and when with zero expectations, then never heard of Christopher Nolan. Had no, you know, had no idea what this movie was going to be like. I just like, oh, it's a new Batman movie. I'll try it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, didn't see it opening weekend. I saw it like. Maybe after two weeks it was out. Maybe three. You know, it wasn't like yeah. a quick. You know, it was like, oh yeah, sure, I'll go see it. Um, I was pretty much blown away. it Pretty much was like, oh, oh, this was good. Oh, who di- <laughs> who who directed this? Oh, I think yeah. I like Batman like a lot. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look things up and like dive back at the animated series and uh, rediscover my my roots as a as Because a... obviously I grew up in Batman the animated series. Like I had an attachment to Batman as a kid, but yeah. I kind of left that behind, you know, because you had like 11, eleven, twelve. You're like, oh, that's too kiddie for me now. I, I like mature things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure by you know my standards now, it'll just probably feel immature to to the nth degree. But edgy teenage mature, edgy teenage mature. Yes. Yep. Uh, and this was like, it, it was just I think one of the things that Batman Begins does so well is that it takes the character seriously and. There is such a thing as taking something too seriously, but I think this movie treats the character with reverence, which I don't think any of the four films did. No, no, they didn't. And I I got Batman in a way in live action that I'd never gotten before. Like, I I understood the point of Batman. I understood, you know, so so much of what I like about Batman is in this movie. And it's not just so much that I, I learned, like, I already knew who Batman was, but, like... I went and read the first ever comic book I ever read because of this movie. I went and read Batman uh, Year One. It was like, oh, that's the obvious place to start. And then I started reading more. And what's funny is, like you know, how, you know know how here we are, 14 years later. Yes, this movie's 14 years old. Let that sink in. <laughs> I know. Time's flying. Um, do, do, do you know what it is? I'm watching it and I'm like, I'm looking at some of the CG, especially the Narrows, every time it cuts to like, the skyline of the Narrows. And I'm like, I mean, this is not terrible, but yeah, it's looking a bit dated now. <laughs> like, yeah, and, I mean, there's not an overuse of CG in this
1: movie, because oh, no. Nolan insists yeah. on doing shit real to stupid degrees at it, points.
0: Yeah, see, so he's a practical man. He likes his practic- practical effects. But So, so it's been 14 years. I've been reading Batman comics for 14 years now, and this is not a recent realisation. This was a realisation I had probably before The Dark Knight came out. <laughs> so it was in that first couple of years. But it's like, it's not so much that... I like comics that are like Batman Begins or like that interpretation of Batman, because Batman in the comics is still a little bit different. There's there's definitely things we're going to talk about in this movie that aren't quite perfect. There's definitely little things here or there that don't aren't quite the perfect version of Batman, yeah. but the heart's are typically in the right place and it's it's treating it seriously. And but what I'm getting at is that what I like in Batman Begins comes from the comics. It, you know, like the, what it does well with the character. Is originates from various comic interpretations of the character. It's a okay, cyclical thing. I may have discovered some of what I like about Batman in that movie, but when I went that d- d- dove into the comics, I was like, I found it was that. already there. Yeah. I found more of that. Um, some of the comics I like and dislike. You know, some of them are closer to that film. Some, some of them aren't. Like there's some wackier Batman I do kind of like, but. Um, hmm? So, I don't. know. Uh, my point was is this is the this is the movie that got me reading comic books, and given that I I I am the the co-host of two comic book podcasts now, the, it's pretty important. Yeah, it's, it's got something to answer for. If you like comics yep. from the multiverse, if you like elsewhere from the in the multiverse, you can thank Batman Begins. You can thank Christopher Nolan for for putting me on that path because that's why I'm here today. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. Yeah. So, n- but the point I'm getting at is. Batman 89, shit. Batman no. Returns, even shitter. Batman Forever, pretty damn shit. Batman and Robin, okay, I'll have fun watching it, but it's still really shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Batman Begins, actually a good movie.
1: It is, it is. And, you know, I think it's, you know, we both love this movie, and when you've seen a movie so many times... Like, you know, when we do these reviews, sometimes we do a movie that we have seen a lot of times, yes, and it's like, okay. Now we're trying to find the nitpicks for the sake <laughs> of these discussions, right? So, th- there might actually be some sections in this review where it sounds like we're being overly
0: critical, and uh, we're not, it's no, just we've got to find something. <laughs> Here's something actually, I, I didn't notice this myself. Someone, I, this was pointed out to me on the interwebs, so sometime. In the last couple of years, because I've not watched these movies, you know, these Nolan movies in a few years now, I, th- I don't think. And it's the scene, right, so so it's later in the film, it's the start of Act 4, right? At the party, right, when Razalgul yeah. shows up, right, that's the start of Act 4. You have uh, the, this woman who says to Bruce, Bruce, you must meet this man, how am I pronouncing your name correctly? Uh, Mr. Razalgul. al Ghul? There's like, nothing wrong with that, I'm not, I'm not making fun of her saying that watch this scene closely because she introduces him to this random guy who turns out not to be Razal right? And then yeah. Liam Neeson pops up behind him and he's like, because uh, cause, you know, Bruce looks, you know, right in front of this woman goes, you're not Razal al Razal is dead. And then Liam Neeson pops up behind him and like, yes, but is Razal immortal? Is his ways supernatural? Yeah. Right? And he turns around to look at Liam Neeson and this woman who introduced him to, to this first guy is just kind of standing there awkwardly for like maybe 10 seconds and then just kind of walks away. It's it's so weird. It's like this person isn't a person. She's she's just like there for that introduction that makes no sense and she's not a character. She's just a, a cardboard oh, cutout. <laughs> there's a few things in this movie that stick out
1: like that to me. Uh now, now that I've seen it in the Oh sure, times. yeah, now you've seen it a bunch um, of times, yeah. The whole plot with the uh the, the machine, you know, that that turns the water into the gas, uh, the being stolen. Mm-hmm. Just you know, you got the other board member coming and going. Right, yeah, though no, this happened, and then him going down to Lucius and going, "Hey, you got any information on this?" Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it feels like, it, yes, it has relevance by the end because we understand right where you know what it is. Yeah. But it feels so random to have these scenes just thrown in like that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you need to know this for the plot. This, this,
0: this is coming up later. There's no organic way of it being in there. <laughs> I've, I've always felt that as maybe the, 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 the weirdest transition in the movie, because it actually transitions from, uh, I think I think it's actually the shot of Batman on the, the rooftop, the gargoyle, right? After his first yeah. night. And it cuts to the boardroom scene, where the guy comes in and tells Rutger Hauer, like what's going on with the machine. And every, every time I watch this movie now, and it, it, it's that transition to that scene, that I, I'm like, and here's the start of the second half of the movie. It's, this is the whole new plot we're introducing for the sake of the second it's funny because I've went back and forth on this. I watched a great video on YouTube actually recently about Batman Begins, and it was talking about how uh, it's split into four and how each part has its own villain. Right, the first one doesn't really have a villain in of itself, right? It's just kind of just being you know becoming Batman, right? It's yeah, him finding himself. The second part is him fighting Falcone. The third, which by the way, they say Falcone properly in this movie. I, I yeah, applaud that. Yeah, but they
1: don't say raish properly, so you know, yes, swings it, and roundabouts.
0: No, no, Ghul is the correct pronunciation. <laughs> I will fight you on this. <laughs> swings and roundabouts. So, and then the third part's uh, Scarecrow. Fourth part's Ghul, right? That, that's the 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 breakdown of the movie, right? Um, sure. So I've come to appreciate the the, the structure of this a lot more. When I sort of think of it as four parts rather than the two parts that I had in my head for a long time. Because in my head, it was he becomes Batman, this plot with the water device (laughs) starts. (laughs) And it was this kind of abrupt thing. Well, don't we know? I'm not, I'm not, like, I love this movie and I love a lot in that second half. The transition to it always felt kind of weird. It it always felt like new movies starting almost at this point. Yeah, it's just here's information. (laughs) I think there's actually more going on that sort of sh- throughout the whole movie than I gave it credit for uh, in some okay. ways. Because um, one of the things that I uh, I was thinking about is... So, th- so the main theme of this movie is fear. In fact, if anything, one critique you could give it is that they mention the word fear like far too many times yeah. over the course of the movie. Arguably underutilised Scarecrow when that's your main theme. That's fair. I could I could have done with more Scarecrow. I, I'll 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 give you that. I think I think Kelly Murphy's good, yeah, I definitely. Know, but um, but because basically one of, one of the things that like again I didn't notice the first time or maybe even the first five times I saw this, is the idea that all of the like the main characters in the movie are using fear in different ways. Now yep. like, Scarecrow's obvious, right? Because he's, he's Scarecrow, right? Batman's sure. kind of obvious because he's Batman. But yep. Falcone even, you know, the first time you meet Falcone, he's talking about how he's he has power over everyone because they're all scared of him. In a yeah, sort of but, yeah. crime boss way. He is, you know,
1: when you know when Bruce walks in he's like, Hey yeah, I could shoot you here and no one would bat an eyelid because they're scared of me.
0: Yeah. And then Raz Ghul, to a lesser extent, but he's using the toxin at the end to like, make everyone scared, so they'll they'll kill each other basically. That's his plan. Yeah. That's his crazy cockamamie plan. Uh
1: uh yeah, Raz is a I'll concede to call it Raz for the purpose of this film, just because of Mm. how they say it. Um, But um, it's a combination of the the Scarecrow and the Batman elements of of the fear plot.
0: Kind Uh, kind of, yeah. I, I think what's interesting to me is that the, like, Scarecrow and Falcone don't really have any goals, right? Like, they're just, like... And they're different, like Falcone's, you know, the crime boss, he just wants to control everything. Yeah, yeah, his goal is always, just what it always has been, existing with the money and yeah. the power. Scarecrow, I mean, maybe he wants power, but it's more of a manic kind of, like, crazy kind of power, like...
1: Yeah, it's... It's an interesting one, because obviously he's working for, for Ra's, and Ra's is like, well, you know... He thinks we're just going to ransom the city. He wants the power and the money again, uh, similar
0: yeah. to Falcone. I, it feels more anar- anarchistic. Uh, anar- anar- is that a word? Anarchistic? I don't know. Anarchy. It feels more like he wants to even say anarchy. Is what I'm trying to say. You know. Anyway, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure you'll want the money too. But it feels like he is going to thrive off of the chaos that he's causing. It does. Yeah. Um, and then Batman, of course, uses fear, but he uses fear and the. You know. For the, as far as the movie's concerned, and is for what most people would agree with, is the best use of it out <laughs> of these characters. Is he uses it for the for noble reasons? But what's interesting is that Raz Al Ghul also has kind of a goal. He, I mean, it's not noble per se, but he has this ideal sort of ambition in mind. It's it's noble in his mind, in his mind, it is, yeah. Um, but he 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 wants to use it to achieve something, he wants to use it to, and arguably not for himself. Because right? as much as what he's doing is kind of evil, you never get the sense that League of Shadows are trying to like destroy Gotham or they've destroyed other civilizations out of their own greed.
1: No, as I said, I think oh. they, they genuinely believe it's noble. They think they're doing it for the betterment of the
0: world. Like, okay, no, this has gotten too bad. Let's clear it and start over. And this is where I think the beauty of the film is, is that Batman as a character, the entire message of Batman against that idea is that they want to just scrap it and just, just something new can start Batman's like, no recovery as possible because he himself was broken and has recovered. You go back to the start. One of the things I love about this film, actually, is that he's not that good right away. He messes up. He he. you know The, the first time he like tries to Batman out the scene from Gordon, you know, Gordon catches him and chases him out of the roof and shoots at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and he, he kind of messes up that jump over the building. He does, which leads him to go and try and like, okay, I need a cape, right? <laughs> Lucius. Yeah. what you got for me? And but he you know he's like but going back further than that he wants to kill joe chill he's obsessed with revenge and one of the things i hate about the tv show gotham is that like four days after the death of the parents young bruce wayne's like i have to conquer my fear i need justice and i'm like no 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 no! a kid would want revenge a kid would be and this is like a decade later yeah it makes sense that he would have this in his mind until he goes through these these life-changing moments where he sees the man get shot, he sees Rachel's reaction to him, he confronts Falcone, all these moments that kind of inform in some way of who he's going to be and sort of changes his outlook on life and he's reminded of his father and, and so on and so on. But the point I'm making here is that all of that is him recovering. He was addicted, he, you know, he was consumed by revenge and then he he went through a, a process of recovery, which is an extreme process by anyone's standards, but it worked for him, and he came out on the other end believing that people can recover, and he wants the city to recover. He may never say those words exactly, but he kind of represents that, and a really bizarre... You know, he, he, in many ways, is the biggest victim of of what Gotham became. Mm. Yeah, and definitely. So, you know, and you know what? We are, we are 15 minutes in. We've barely touched on the plot so far, and... We have already talked more about what makes the character tick and what the character's journey is than we did in all the four last movies combined. Yeah, sure. I agree with that. Because they're all shit. They're not all shit. They're all shit. (laughs) First one's a good movie. Get over it. No. They're all shit. This is good. (laughs) This is better. This is a proper film. This is significantly better. First one's still good. This, this has character progression, it has themes, it has actually interesting looking cinematography. So, sorry, people who like Burton style. <laughs> um, you know, it is what it is. Um, but hey, I, 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 I went off often one uh, to my starting point. What, do you, what would you like to bring up?
1: <laughs> uh, oh, before I forget, another little weird critique that oh, I had on. noticing in this time. So when he goes down to you know Applied Sciences and Lucius is showing him around. It's really weird and coincidental how he shows him exactly the things he will get, need for Batman. Doesn't show him anything else. It's like, hey, look, I, I, you know, and Lucius at this point has no clue what he's doing.
0: Well, see, I see. He said, before he opens the case, oh, here we are. He says that as if Bruce asked for something specific. As if Bruce was looking for a sp- particular type of thing. Maybe. Because keep in mind, every uh- other time we see him after this... He's, you know, because they go to the, 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 the armor, and he's like, oh, it's for, for what was it, spelunking, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, the, the armor's in that scene, though. No, it is, but, but it's after. Yeah. It's like, it's, you know, it's, it cuts from there to the next location. It does, yeah. Uh, so in,
1: in this case, then, I feel maybe we are missing a line of dialogue.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's all it is. I, I think there's, we're, maybe it was never written, or maybe they just didn't like it, and they took it out. But... Yeah, because it feels weird and
1: coincidental how it's like, here's a grappling gun. Here's some body armour. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, like, like in the later scenes when we're going back to him and, and Lucius like, alright, I kind of know what you're up to now. Fine. Uh, but this
0: first one felt weird to me. Kind of know what you're up to now. I don't think he was guessing dressing as a giant bat. I don't think that was in his head. <laughs> Maybe not
1: immediately, but <laughs> by the time he's offering the car, he definitely knew. Well, still the bat theme though. He, he had bat theme by that point he might have done there was a bat out in
0: public not as if yeah there wasn't there was by well, the time he was off the car wasn't there no because that's when he goes to get the cape it's the same scene because he's showing the yeah. cape and he's like oh what's that no. and Lush is like oh you wouldn't be interested in that cut to yeah, yeah you're right yeah so
1: You know. fair enough fair enough
0: after there's news of the bat taking down crime boss falcone i'm sure lucius the smart man that he is that said probably figured it out <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that looks like my suit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that yeah, it a bit a bit but you know <laughs> yeah uh do you know, i love alfred in this i love because he, he's got that some of that sassiness that i like um i yeah. like uh one of the little jokes i've always liked is the with well, they're ordering the parts for the cowl and he's like, "Oh, we'll order the the years from this place and we'll order the the, the actual kill part from this place, uh, but they'll have to be large orders to avoid suspicion." And Bruce is like, "Oh, oh, how many?" He's like, uh ah, ten thousand to give or take." And Bruce just kind of like goes, "Well, at least we'll have spares." And I love Alfred's reaction to it. He's like, "Yes," and he's, he's, he's ex- like, "He's excited." He's like, "He's like, yes, what spares? Good, yes." He's, yeah, yeah. He's, an he's a very man. practical
1: man, Alfred. Spares yes. are essential.
0: Yes. Uh, so no, that's 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 good. As well, let's talk about the general things we always talk about. The Batman movies, batsuit. How? You, what's your feeling? Um, better than the previous four. Hmm. Not turn, perfect. Can turn his head. <laughs> yeah, he can turn his head. So I mean, already better. Uh, I, uh I, one of my complaints actually in the, the next two movies is that uh, I really like the bat symbol that's on his chest in this one, and I was I was disappointed they changed it to the just the, the one that they use everywhere else for the movies. Okay. Because he's, he's batarang and this one's like the hard top edge. Yeah, yeah. Right, they use that in his chest, I think, in the next couple. Whereas this one's so. got more of a classic, just big bat symbol. Which no, I, like. I agree with that.
1: I like that. I think this suit's a little bit on bulky? the bulky side, yeah. yeah. That's a bit bulky. Um, again, it's 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 body armour, right? And, yeah. you know, obviously that's built into the you, the, the What I like
0: about it, though, is that it, it, it makes sense that he gets a, sl- a sleeker version in the second film. Is that it feels bulky in a natural way, where because of its purpose, it's kind of bulky. Yeah, and I, can, I I like that. I like that idea of it. I love that the the cape's a different like material. It's not like the same like leather that the, you know. Because in the last movies, like the cape connected to the cowl, so it was just this one big same material thing. He's got this yeah. kind of cloth I, kind of idea. I'm not gonna like. I like that when the cape connects
1: to the cowl. I like when you you know you can lift off the the cowl and the cape comes with it. I do like that look. Yeah, but that Almost means you can't turn your head. Yeah, yeah, there's ways. <laughs> oh, so there, there there are ways. Okay, okay. Oh, I like the look of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want? Yeah, but it's
0: a, it's a solid bad suit. It's not the best. It's solid. It's, it's the best
1: to, up to this point.
0: I th- I think yeah. Part of me is like yeah. I would always rather have the grey and black suit, right? I'd I'd I want this, but make the the main part grey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would immediately make it better. Yeah, just a, not even a light grey, just like a you know slightly lighter on the rest of it, just to give it that 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 contrast. Yeah, and I think that yeah, would with that would make it pop. But um, no, I like his battery I actually like all his gadgets. I like the grappling gun. I like the belt. Like all that stuff. I like how that all looks. Yeah. So, so it's got a kind of steampunky kind of look to it.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, bit mixed on the car. Uh, I'm I'm sure we've been over this before. I get it in its purpose in this movie you know it's it's a tank but it's just not that aesthetically pleasing to look at <laughs> you know
0: as as, yeah. as
1: far as a batmobile goes it should be stylish
0: but it's not is it it's very practical but it's not stylish i'm not a car person so i don't really have this this high up on how yeah. it looks i, I think like I, as long as it doesn't look stupid i'm happy where you know some of the previous batmobiles have looked stupid the last one was the worst yeah Yes, yeah. Yes. convertible Batmobile. I mean, I know the 60s one had that, but the 60s was was, was stupid as well. It was a classy car. <laughs> it was a regular car with like a battle symbol painted on it. Exactly, it was classy. That's not classy. It's cheap. It was better than the last one.
1: Last one lit up. That doesn't make it better.
0: Um, do you know what's funny, actually? I take it... that back. Lighting up makes everything better one of the things I noticed actually in this is that it's not that I didn't notice it before but having just watched the previous bunch is that uh, and I think some of the animated series is that the computer in the tumblr does talk it does sort of like say things now and then it's not like an AI but like it does say it's it's more of a sat nav it's more of a sat nav but it, was, it made me laugh because I was thinking about the animated series and how this is like the realistic version of that now but we've come so far that we can kind of have that it doesn't feel yeah yeah my phone 20. can do this now oh, there you go probably couldn't in 2005
1: Probably not. No. When the movie came out. Yeah, but it's it's it, it's just advanced. You know, it, it's slightly ahead of where we were, right? Which yeah. kind of makes sense for Batman's tech. Uh, you know, it's it's a bit ahead. It's on it's on the cusp of the cutting edge, but it's not impossible.
0: Yeah. So I think
1: that's what what where the, the 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 ideal you know place where Batman's tech should be.
0: Yeah, I love the cave. I love that it's just actually a proper cave with water running and shit yeah yeah
1: That that's always one of my favorite transitions in the whole movie is um bruce asking for the suit and He's like you know spelunking and then it cuts to him in the cave is the it, that, that's the yeah. next shot uh, i'm like yeah that's a great one it's
0: a neat transition in fact one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when he first goes out of the cave and he like stands up in the swarm of bats like you know he's like standing up and facing his fear for the for the first time because it's interesting because obviously in the comics at least you know ever since year one they treat the big like, bat coming through the window after he's tried to be a vigilante already is this kind of moment where he's like yes father i should become a bat and it, it kind of starts just like a really mundane moment in this movie where he's just kind of researching like you know what cops he can trust and stuff and a bat starts flying around and it there's nothing there to it in and of itself and for a second i'm like did, did they miss a beat not like doing that something more like that moment and then every time I think that it, it's like no, it's because this, it's about the end of the scene. It's not about the start of the scene because where it ends is fantastic, and it's him getting out of the cave and facing his fear and standing up in the swarm of bats. And I love that moment because because his main theme is essentially two chords, right? Yeah. And his two chord theme plays as he stands up in the in the cave with the bats. I uh, I love the 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 music for this movie. Well, I wasn't going to go at the music yet, but uh, yeah, the, the music is fantastic. I like. James Newton Howard and Hans Zimmer were like already two of my favorite composers, um, and you know this is this may be a controversial, unpopular opinion. I think this is way better than Ethan Danny Elfman did for Batman. No, I agree. Um, I love both parts.
1: because because uh, I, I don't know if you know if you're aware of how they did this. They didn't sit down together and go. Yeah, through... Yeah, no, they you they, know.
0: they had. Uh, well, the the second movie they had, had different characters. I don't know exactly what they did for this one. Uh, they were just given different scenes. I think most really? of
1: the actual Batman stuff is Zimmer, mm. and then um all the other stuff. Let well, is... me guess,
0: these the piano theme for his parents and stuff. That was that wasn't Howard.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the only time that I can because I can pinpoint most of who's who as it's going, because they've got pretty distinctive styles individually. The only time I think um Howard's doing any sort of the the actiony bit is uh. Down by the docks before he's actually Batman. Uh, you know where he's got the the balaclava. That's not the docks. Not the docks. When's, when's he got the balaclava? It's, uh, it's with Gordon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that one. <laughs> and uh, no, I think I think the start of the docks actually as well, where it's the horror theme sort of stuff that's going on.
0: Oh sure, just not in the balaclava is what I was. Yeah, just yeah, getting. that's not
1: bad. I'm up the two scenes. Uh, I think both of those are uh, Howard, and then everything else in the batsuit.
0: Nah, is, is like. In... I find myself like humming so many different parts of the score like on a fairly regular basis, yeah it's got several enjoy you know the great you know thrill I love about it is that there's a natural kind of heroic main theme that is built into it that doesn't come in until the next movie, and I kind of love that, yeah I kind of no, love you can, it you you can hear it here when you, you know, when you know what you're looking for and you know they have built on this, yeah like I can hear what it was almost going to go into it and it just doesn't. Right? Yeah. Because I've i I've heard it in the the, the follow up, but yeah. Like it's 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 really kinda cool actually. The, the, I I love the idea of the music evolving with them, uh in, yeah, to some yeah. extent. Uh, and I love that, that the music like. across all three films does feel like one suite. It feels like no, this is all part of one tapestry.
1: It is, and it's such an interesting sound. Like that that two chord, uh, you know, progression that you you referred to. It's this uh electronic cello effect. That is unique to this movie. That sound, uh, well, you know, this, these three movies. I you, you, there might have been a few attempts to, you know, do a, mm. a copy of it after this. I, I don't really remember. I mean, there probably was, um, but it was one of those that you never hear really anywhere else. That sound,
0: even just the uh, there's a sort of like, I guess I'll call it a drum beat. Is it a sort of thumping sound? The it movie starts with it. Um, yeah. It's like. Whoop, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: that's, like it. Uh, that, that's that's Zimmer. That's yeah. from that's from his sample library. But it so, it
0: sounds very unique. Like oh, it almost sounds like some of the drum beats are are being played backwards. And they are, yeah, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. They are. They're they're played backwards and then noise gated, so you don't have a, a weird tail on them. Yeah,
0: it's a very interesting, unique sound. Which it is, I, which I like.
1: And it's something that I don't think you would ever have thought of as ooh, Batman. That sound, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, now we we hear that and associate it with these, but when when you hear that music or before these movies, you, you know, that style of music, you'd never have gone, Yes,
0: that's what Batman should sound like. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Um, but no, music bold choice, it's fantastic. I, yeah, I, like, well, all the sort of like broad topics. I mean, we talk about Alfred, I mean, Christian Bale himself, as he's uh, he's solid, Batman. yeah, he's solid. Uh,
1: I think. He just, he he's not fully bulked up on this movie yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he's he's getting there. Don't get me wrong. Um, and you know it's the start of his his journey as Batman, so it makes sense. You know, um. But it's 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 weird. Counter to how I said the suit was too bulky, he doesn't feel big enough. Weirdly, and I don't think it helps that a lot of the time, you know, when he's doing the Batman, he you know he stood next to Liam Neeson at the at the end, who is significantly taller than him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it and it makes him look even smaller. Even though he's, he's like six foot, he's a tall man. He looks short when you stand him next to Liam Neeson, and uh, it has this unfortunate effect.
0: Mm. Um, I suppose we have to talk about the voice. People are going to be expecting the voice. <sighs> yeah, it's not as bad in this movie though, is it? It's yeah, it's a bit more muted in this one. Before the the next two, where he goes full Bale Batman. Yeah. Um. I gotta be honest, it Doesn't really bother me.
1: It does in the next two. This one, I because I, in my head it's always just as bad as in the, the next yeah. two, uh, and I just assumed you know, oh yeah, it sounds like that throughout all three, and it doesn't. They they turn it up in the next couple. Um, I like I I like the level that it's at here
0: a lot more. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I hate um, it though. I mean, you know. Yeah, like some people hate it, and they think it just like makes the whole thing fall apart. I, I, I've just never felt that way. Like, it, I think there are points where it takes me out of it.
1: Like, what you know, in the next movie specifically, where he'll say something in the voice, and it's so ridiculous mm. that it kind of takes me out. Of it. I'm, I'm almost laughing at the scene instead of feeling whatever it's meant to be at the time. Yeah, because. Um,
0: I'll tell you that right now. I'm I'm going to stick up for uh, swear to Me and do a look like a cop. I love that scene with Flash. because this is one of the things I love. One of the things I love about it is that I feel like once he gets going, once he's become Batman, there's so many great little scenes where it'll it'll just be like, okay, this is the scene where he's being intimidating, right? Where he's doing the voice and he's he's interrogating someone. We get one scene of that. We get one scene of him hiding in the background. You know, when like the Scarecrow and that come at the apartment, he's like you can just see the the sh- you know the the silhouette of the cowl. In the background, and it's just this perfect little moment. Yeah. Um. It, obviously, we have the the opening horror scene of him actually attacking the the group and the the, the iconic Batman, uh, yeah. moment. All, all all that works really well, and um, the idea that he's even working with uh Gordon and Rachel to like it was, oh something's coming like you know Scarecrow's just the fall guy. There's there's something bigger coming. Like it felt like oh this does feel kind of kind of like a Batman event. Like I can I can you know picture reading this. That's arc and a comic.
1: Yeah. No I'm with it. Do you know what? One of my favorite you know, almost, almost behind the scenes is, you know, you know, right, so we weren't following this movie pre production, right? Yeah. Um but if this was being made now and we were getting casting announcements, uh huh. We'd get Liam Neeson cast as Ducard, right? Yes. That's what the announcement would be. And we would believe that casting one hundred percent.
0: I think I would until I saw what they did with his beard. As soon as I saw that, as soon as I'd, I'd see that facial hair, I'd go, he looks like Razal girl.
1: That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but you know, you, you, you tell me, oh, Liam Lisa's playing cow." I'm like, yeah, okay, I can definitely see that. That's great yeah. casting. And and you go with that for a while. I'm like, and I think that's a, a nice little idea that they were paying attention enough to, you know, as when they gave him the, you know, the other identity at the start of the movie. It was. They chose one that would have worked for that reason.
0: Mm. Of course, didn't work as well. with The third movie when they they, they cast uh, uh, what's her face, oh, oh, mm. French woman. I know. I'm, I can see her face. Inception too. Damn it! Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, Will we'll IMDb it when we get to that movie? Yeah, be we really like, ah. It's Talia. They kept denying it. It's Talia. They kept denying it. it's yeah. Talia. It turned out it was Talia. So, yeah. yeah um, and there's a lot in here i think like it's funny because like you th- oh, christopher nolan's make a comic movie it's gonna be very highbrow it's going to be this like down and dirty movie and, and it is to a point but it's actually really comic booky especially in the second half and it has so many nods like you know like commissioner lobes there like they're using falcone you know the next one has Maroni in it <laughs> like all, yeah. all these I mean, names just the idea of
1: using the the Descartes name is like just a, a, yeah. a nod in itself.
0: Yeah, or even just the idea of like doing the year one and like that that era onwards, where Gotham is a corrupt city full of bad people. Yeah, yeah the idea that Gordon's well, the one good cop left, and Like I say it goes full comic booky when yeah you know, when you've got the bats coming in. Yeah, yeah, that's a straight. That's a scene from year one. It is, yeah, uh, uh, and it looks pretty good. Yeah, no, the bats look great. I. Honestly, if I was to critique the the, the movie as a whole and say there should be more of something, I do wish there was a couple more scenes of Gordon before we first see him. Like, just him being a cop. Just to get a sense of how bad things are on the city. Like, from his perspective. Before we first see him when? Because, obviously, we see him with young Bruce. Like not not cutting the Flash, but I'm thinking... Because the first time we see him in present day is with Flash in the car. And it's like... It's after Bruce has already come back to Gotham. It's, you know, it's yeah yeah it's yeah, quite far okay. in. and flas is offering him to you know come on let's yeah. get on the take um and he's refusing of course because he's jim gore he's a goddamn hero uh, yeah. but like i I almost wonder just a couple of scenes where he actually goes to a crime scene and it's just like depressing because he can't do anything Or you know just like one or two scenes like that just to set that up i get that
1: um i wonder if it would have distracted from the pacing though because it's already quite a
0: lot uh you know bloated movie in the sense of there's a lot going on yeah, it's two hours twenty minutes. We got a lot of characters, and it, it handles them very well. I think Nolan does a really good job. Joe, Joe is, what one of the, the things I would take out. There was a couple of little comic relief moments, and what I think's is funny is that if this was made now, people would be saying, "Oh, it's done. A, it's done a few Marvel jokes. They're doing a few MCU style jokes in here," and it's not that at all because this was before. This was three years before Iron Man came out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, honestly, Gordon's saying, "I've got to get me one of those when the the tumbler drives off," I'm like, uh, <laughs> that line hurts. Yeah that yeah. line hurts a little bit <laughs> a little bit it feels like a character in uh, top of just being a dumb line yeah yeah there are there is a couple of those oh the, the random dude who's like nice ride when gardens in it towards the end like okay we get it people like the tumbler right <laughs> come down they really wanted everyone to go look the tumbler's cool yeah. uh, that that's what that, that's what i got from this and it, and it is, it's as for what it is like it, no, you know, no but yeah. it uh, it
1: makes me think they weren't 100% confident in it either they were like Let's put in a couple of things and
0: tell people, no, this is cool. You like this? People like this. Uh, Joe, I see it. I see like Nolan wasn't a big name yet, and they were giving him this big Batman movie, and he was essentially getting let to do whatever he really wanted with it. But there was a couple of ca- like small caveats where, oh, you have to put a bit of comedy in it because it's a big budget, you know, superhero movie for everyone. <laughs> like, put in a bit of lighthearted stuff. So I feel like the, the two or three awkward jokes that are in there that come off has been really weird. I feel like they're a quota that has been filled by the sh- for the studio. Should-
1: yeah, quite possibly.
0: Because I don't remember any comedy like that in the next two. I mean, I must say there's no funny lines, because there is. Um, but they're better. Like, you know, in Dark Knight Rises, when the cop says to their cop, uh, you know, the younger cop, he's like, oh, you're in for a show tonight, son. Like, that's actually a good line. That actually, like, added something to the scene. Yeah,
1: and obviously in the second one, you have all the, the Joker stuff. To add, to, 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 to add to the, 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 the comedy angle.
0: Yeah, Joker's obviously Joker so. Yeah. Uh but there's a couple of one-liners in this one that kind of stick out has been like eh, they do fall a bit flat, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not great. Um but uh no, but like for me it's all about the fact that it actually handles Bruce's journey. It actually handles his becoming Batman, his his decision for vengeance and his decision, not for vengeance, his decision not to be a killer, his decision, you know, going and yeah, I mean, people like like to argue that okay, t- you know, the the fake Raz, right? He does die. Yes. During the scene where you know he's burning the temple and he's expecting everyone to leave, um, and most of them do leave, right? You know, he rescues uh, the real Raz. This is getting confusing. Uh, he rescues Liam Neeson, of course. The big big scene where he's sliding off the side of the, the mountain. Yeah. And it's all fine. And here's the thing. So when I when I when I mentioned earlier that not even these like these three movies, right, this movie, it's still not 100 percent perfect in how it portrays like the Batman I want in the sense that, yeah, like he, I think at one point in a fight scene later on with uh, it's when he shows up uh, to Arkham and Scarecrow's there and it's all Scarecrow's guns. At one point he grabs the other guy's hand when he's holding a gun and points it at, at an old dude's foot, and I think it's the other guy's hand that pulls the trigger technically, but like. You know, it's, yeah, it's stretching it a bit, isn't it? It's stretching it, and it, like, it doesn't bug me because for me, it's like you know, this Batman is is stated clearly that he's not a killer. He if he's not said it in this one, he definitely says it in future. You know, in the series that he doesn't use guns at all, and the heart's in the right place. The overall sentiment's there. What he's trying to inspire is there. There's That's just a of, one big moment at the end. Yeah, there's just a c- couple of weird scenes throughout the trilogy. Where they kind of stretch the rules, and it's just a little bit like I would have just not written this. I would have written around this 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 decision. Yeah. <laughs> somehow they wrote themselves into a corner, didn't they? Yeah, because at the end, of course, he's like, I, you know, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. And mm-hmm. yeah, my, my thought every time I hear that is that, nah, Batman would still save him. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, he would. Every time that's my thought, but if this was comic book grass, fine, he'd
1: go, nah, he'll be back. Don't worry about it. Sure, yeah, because he he's just coming back, yeah. But let let us say it was Joker,
0: right? he would still save him. It would, it would, and I feel like that's one of those things where just in adapting it, they've they've made this choice because for some reason in movies they think they they can't avoid it happening in some level, in some capacity. There has to be someone, you know, the villain somehow has to die. And they have to try and rate around it. and Which is one of the things I love about the next one is that they don't try and kill Joker. It's just, no, 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 he's around. And ha- had Heath Ledger not passed away, I'm sure he'd have been in the third one. Yeah.
1: I think what, what frustrates me is you can have the villain die, you can have Bruce try and save him and fail. Yeah. And, and still have him dead. And, you know, you've, your end result's still the same. It's just better.
0: Yeah. It's just better for the character. Um, so... You know that, that that that's the that's the one glaring thing where it's like yeah that, that feels a bit off.
1: Uh, yeah, and the, the, on that kind of note, it, it's not uh quite as bad as uh, when he first comes out in the tumbler. You know he, he's doing to do the car chase.
0: Oh yeah, he, he goes over straight
1: the... over that cop. What? There's so much space around it. Like the time <laughs> he saves going up, he probably spends more time going over the car than he does just to go around it. What the hell?
0: Yes, I appreciate they showed us that both cops were unharmed though.
1: No, 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 the cops were fine, yeah. but have a bit of respect for you know just you know this taxpayers' money this
0: <laughs> like what um yeah after after seeing batman v superman no i mean <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. this okay. is nothing the the bar has been lowered <laughs> yes the bar has been exceptionally lowered
1: this is true <laughs> i'm not giving this a pass though because that one in particular really stood out like everything else during that car chase fine you know he hits through a few like lamp posts or whatever you know Whatever, that one. It's the start. Nothing's after him yet because they've not noticed. He goes straight over that car for yep. no reason.
0: Like, it's a dick move. I do love that car chase. Though. I love them on the rooftops. You know, jumping. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that, that's what. That's kind of why I love the tumbler is the functionality of it. They kind of built in this. Like, no, it was it's, for jumping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's why I'm conflicted on it because
1: I like it in theory. I like what it does in the movie. It's just not stylish.
0: It doesn't. Look, it's not good to look at, and that that upsets me a little bit. Eh, stylish, smellish. Uh, we have somehow avoided talking about Rachel, uh, played by Katie Holmes, <laughs> so far. Probably because she's the least interesting part of the movie. Yeah, I don't think she's terrible. She's just not like. I. I, I mean, if I have a critique about the trilogy as a whole, right? Barring Catwoman in the third one. There's no interesting female characters. Oh, I really noticed how bad it was with uh, with Martha. Martha. Joe you know what I think's funny? I, I'm almost convinced that Zack Snyder was overcompensating with the Martha bullshit because Martha gets kind of shafted in this one where she doesn't even have a oh, line of dialogue. Her first line,
1: her first word is screaming Thomas when when the when the gunshot goes off.
0: Yeah, everything's about his father. Even later on when Alfred's like, "Oh, it's your father's name. It's your father's legacy." What about Martha? <laughs> Yeah, like I get where Alfred's coming from in
1: the sense that it's the Wayne d- 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 lineage. He, he's the Wayne, right? Yeah. You know, it's come from him. I get it, but I, d- I was really feeling it this time. I was like, yeah, that 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 whole flashback on the monorail where Thomas is giving him the speech.
0: I'm She's like, just smiling. She's just nodding at, at him. She
1: she says nothing the entire time.
0: Yeah, it just it feels really weird, and it feels like no no we made Thomas the important parent, and I'm like. I just nah like because you know Rachel's the only other female character really in the movie, uh, unless we're counting Lynn from Black Lightning, who nearly made me do a double take when <laughs> yeah. when Bruce walked in and she was the secretary at Wayne Enterprises, and I'm like, is that young Lynn? It's young Lynn. <laughs> yeah, that D- doesn't really count, though, does it? Well, no, no. no of course, it doesn't count. She's it's, it's an extra. Yeah, yeah. She's barely a point. Ba- barely a speaking role. Exactly. Um, uh, So, no, it it is definitely lacking good female characters. It's it's almost lacking any female characters, let's be honest. But it's definitely lacking good ones. And there was hope in the second one when they recast Maggie Gyllenhaal. And Maggie Gyllenhaal's great. Like, she's obviously a better actress. She's so much better. Yeah. But ultimately, the character's there to be fridged. (laughs) Yeah. There's really not much we can do about that. Catwoman is the only female character, really, in the whole trilogy that is is interesting fun and has a character that's kind of worth something i'm gonna be interested i mean you know, i'm gonna be looking no no you know noticing it this time
1: and you know the the, the way it was portrayed here i'm gonna be when we get to to rises yeah seeing just how good it actually is or if it's just because the bar was so low
0: and i remember quite liking her catwoman, but we'll i mean we'll see obviously we'll yeah, see yeah. when we get there but yeah so rachel's you know she's there to be you know <laughs> rachel she's there to be screamed at rachel at um and kind of get into mischief she doesn't really do a lot except give Bruce someone to save and even then it's not even like okay so we have the big car chase and he goes and gets her Arkham right I suppose that's kind of the big save scene but even for the rest of it it just feels like a couple of small moments I I honestly again I feel like there was almost a like a a mandated thing here It was like you have to have a leading lady you have to have a love interest yeah Right? You have to have a love interest. And I feel like they had to just kind of work it out. It's not so much that they actually had a great idea and said, oh no, we'll have this character as the DA who, who he's in love with. Which, let's be fair, they tried more than in the last movie. Oh, and Robin? In terms of... <laughs> what? And Batman and Robin? Yeah, yeah. Oh sure, yeah, she's just there for a couple of scenes this random woman, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at least
1: here they tried. She's, she's you know, going. she's in the DA's office and she's going against corruption because she's an idealist there's there's she, something
0: there it's just not doesn't do anything with it i mean I, I, it almost feels like she's kind of the leslie tompkins because okay. if you if you look at it from a uh, like a, everything's for batman's sake right everything's for Bruce's sake the main purpose our character really has is that after he was thinking of revenge thinking of killing joe chill she reminds him of the, you know, the the integrity of, of his father, right, and what he would think of this, and and she's kind of there to be, like, a moral compass to a point, right? And then on top of that, uh, she's there because there has to be more than just Alfred that's, that's at risk, because that, you know, gets brought up multiple times, like, you've got these two people you could lose, right? These are the two, the two people who they could get to that would hurt you. And it's like, if it was just Alfred, it'd be like, yeah, so she kind of feels like a Leslie Thompson's kind of, not exactly, but, like, she's kind of filling some of that Kind of role. Yeah, I get it. Instead of being the doctor, though, she's the the DA or the assistant yeah. DA. We should probably mention some of the other actors that are in there, just because some really dependable names that are just kind of like, f- you know, sprinkled throughout. Morgan Freeman's there as Lucius Fox. Yeah, solid. Uh, Richard yep. is a uh, evil businessman. <laughs> solid. Yeah, nothing to stand out, but yeah, just there, right? Very, de- very dependable. Um, Wilkinson as uh Falcone. Solid. Yeah. Well, yeah. just a lot of solid. Like supporting players to really prop it up. It's got quite an impressive cast, actually. Um, it does for what amount to relatively small roles. It does, yeah. Like somehow they talked all these people into this, and maybe they're all closet Batman fans. I mean, <laughs> I don't
1: know. Yeah, maybe. And obviously, this was before comic book movies were as big as they are now. Like you know, there was always there was a you know a, a trend going, but they weren't.
0: They weren't seen as that respectable at the time. It was pre MCU, as we were saying. <laughs> Yeah,
1: well, and pre this trilogy as I'm well. And pre this trilogy, yeah,
0: this, this trilogy did a bit did a big thing for it. That's true.
1: Yeah, yeah, like because uh, you know, like you, you had like the X Men movies going, sure, but yeah, they were fine, right? They were just there, <laughs> and, and 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 you know, and Spider Man yeah, as well. Yeah, Even at the time, they weren't like, oh, let's get all the big names and you know, let's make sure. this a
0: huge thing. Yeah, I'm sure you've upset some fans of the X Men movies by saying that. <laughs> yeah, probably Spider Man movies too. They're, they're but just there. <laughs> They're there!
1: And I say that as, and I like two of those three X-Men movies, but they're just kind of there.
0: Mm. So, yeah, so yeah, impressive cast, kind of throughout. Uh, I typically like the look of the movie quite a bit. Uh, and one th- I guess the one thing we've not really done now is start start talking about specific moments and scenes and uh standout kind of kind of yes. Things. After forty five minutes we should talk about some specifics. Yes. Well I mean we had a lot to talk about. We were very we opinionated did. on these things. We we start I mean we started off with a nice little chat about themes and Bruce's journey, which I think is you know part of what yep. makes this movie stand out. Um I guess I need to start with maybe my favourite moment in any comic book movie ever. <laughs> like, oh okay. Bold claim. I think I what have. Got? To... so this is a very personal thing but it's uh, Falcone on the signal. It's it's Gordon Coming over, thinking like, okay, well, yeah, we're not going to catch him. And the other cop's like, I wouldn't be too so sure, so sure about that. And he walks over, and then you know, you see him lying there, and you're like, he's on a signal. And then you kind of, you know, the first time you watch it, it, just, it maybe just it takes a, a second to realize what this is. And then Gordon looks up out of the sky, and you get the shot of the signal, which first of all looks far more natural than it ever did, and the, 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 it was like colored on in the last movies. Was <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, it looks actually... I mean, it's not necessarily the most realistic thing ever, but it looks like it's hitting clouds, <laughs> at least, as opposed to yeah. just this this painted thing. And, you know, the music... Everyone knows it's always cloudy in Gotham. It's fine. Yeah, and there was this, you know, one of my favourite music cues in the film kind of, like, plays there as well. And it's, like, this moment of, like, hope that he didn't really expect, which is kind of why I almost wanted more, like, like, Gordon on his own before this being kind of depressed. <laughs> the idea that this mm-hmm. was, like, like, this, this helping hand coming that he never expected. But... I think, reason, I think this is a really good scene anyway on its own, right? Just the, the moment of the, the symbol for the first time and the, like, he's making his statement, you know, the idea of theatricality, which is, you know, brought up in the movie. That's why, you know, he dresses a bit. That's why there's all these things. Personally, for me, the reason why this moment sticks out in this film and then just up, out of the trilogy and then out of all superhero movies is because this is the moment in the movie where I realised how much I gave a shit. Because, obviously, I was liking it up to this point, but I never realised how invested I was until Gordon looked up at that symbol, and inside I went "F yeah!" Like I just I felt it, like
1: okay,
0: fair enough. You know, I don't know if I remember this exact phrasing because obviously this, this hadn't hadn't entered the lexicon yet because the comic didn't exist. But I could have sworn in my head I went "Yeah, the goddamn Batman's here, right?" <laughs> I'm fairly really certain that would have through my head the moment. <laughs> That 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 happened the the signal in the sky and I love that it's rough I love that it's not a perfect bat symbol because it's just him and his caught so it's just kind of the triangle kind of shape yeah of and they're like what is it yeah but you know I just yeah um, yeah okay.
1: okay okay I don't love it quite as much as yeah I mean That's it's right. it's, a, it's a good moment it's a very good moment
0: uh, yeah I I I don't think I have it on quite the the pedestal that you do I can say it was, I said I said it was personal uh, you know I, yeah. I love uh, Bruce in the cave with the bats so we mentioned that before. Um yeah. I I love the the, the the
1: tumble chase. Yeah. I think one of my favorite moments is the uh, the bats in the building from year 1. Oh, that's fair. yeah. Like, when they're all swimming, I think that's just a fantastic moment.
0: Uh, another good moment another another good uh two card moment is uh Gordon on the on the island being like uh you know, they people everyone send everyone in Lob's Lake. There's no one left to send in and then that exact moment, all in there. Yeah. Yeah, exact exact moment the tumbler just comes jumping over into the island. Um, and go inside it's fine we got back up yeah uh i mean <laughs> I, I i almost put it like, intentionally mistakenly call it the glades just to make a point but i'm not going to uh how the narrows... dare you sir <laughs> how dare you sully this discussion yeah also batman should let joffrey die um so <laughs> would have saved a lot of trouble for a lot of people
1: i, I don't even like that show <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you can't help yourself can you because
0: it's just there yeah no, yeah no no that's this is this is true um yeah yeah about well, the moment scenes what were what you, you liking
1: what about I, I uh i love the all the stuff on the fear gas toxin mm, oh yeah that effect is terrifying it's distorted it's unnatural uh it's psychedelic without
0: being over the top in a weird yeah. way it's it's funny because the, the, the next two movies don't have Ethan like this and like i watching this again i was like yeah this is like super like proper scarecrow comic book yeah uh, and I, I i love how like batman looks when the scarecrow sees him on the gas i think one of my favorite shots is the the demented horse yeah 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 has full scarecrow moment essentially yeah like oh man that's so good i, lo- I love a couple of shots on the, on the narrows when the gas is spread and it's just, like, people wandering through the smoke, almost almost like zombies, like, just not really knowing what they're doing because they're all just yeah. terrified. Uh, and then when they see Batman, like, gliding overhead with the light coming from his mouth and stuff. Um, actually, do, do you know what I really like? Uh, one of my favourite little touches, and it's just a piece of dialogue, and it was in all the trailers, right? But uh, it's when Batman shows up at Arkham and they just hear a noise, like, you know, the bad guys just hear a noise, and Scarecrow's, you know, Jonathan Crane's like, it's him, and they're like, who? The Batman... The moment he says that, I I just, like, yes. Like, that. that's the reaction I want from the, the, the bad guys. Like, sure, the rest of them are scared, but he's, like, intrigued. He's, like, oh, yeah. that's not job. Okay, I'm into yeah. this. Yeah, there's a professional curiosity yeah. there for Crane. Uh, I, I just, I dig that. It's, it's the idea of the legend starting to spread and all, all the other stuff. Mm. Um, oh, That's
1: real good stuff. I dig that a lot. I love uh, the whole training sequence at the start. Um mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. You
0: know, on the mountain, out on the ice, I think that's gorgeous. Yeah, even, even just the, the, the stuff they give you in the movie for the, the reasons for things, like the idea of a symbol being incorruptible and immortal as opposed to a man who can be killed and destroyed. Like, yeah. This is why it has to be a symbol. This is why it has to be uh, a character, essentially. It has to be something. Yeah. Because um, it'll stand out. Because I think Bruce puts it, be, puts it best when he says people need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy. So, yeah. I'm going to give them some drama, basically. <laughs> and Edidi does. Edidi does, yes. Uh, well, Alfred's enjoying the Rolls Royce. Um. I'm with Alfred on this one. Which, I actually laugh, because I'm pretty sure that's a Rolls Royce he's, he's stuffing Katie Holmes into when she's like knocked out from the, yeah. the party after the Scarecrow yeah. stuff. It's like, yeah, he's in the Rolls Royce in a really smart way here. <laughs> but that's I, not, I don't... a great little moment, actually, is uh, when he goes to pick him up after he's been burned by Scarecrow. And it's Alfred's like on the verge of tears in the front seat of the car as he's driving him home. Yes, concerned no, Alfred. Good. Yeah, mostly no, sassy, good but with a couple of scenes of concerned is yeah, is what you want. Yeah,
1: because there's there's he's always considered like he never takes it lightly. Like he's always like no no, no this is serious.
0: Oh absolutely because even later on when he's arguing with Bruce about uh, like the nature of what he's doing after the car chase he's... He says, "No, this can't be about you, because then you are just a vigilante. This has to be a bit more than that." And he yeah. he, he, he talks about legacy. And I think it's interesting that a big thing that we love about Batman in the comics is the idea of legacy and the idea that that passes on. And I think it's interesting in this movie, Alfred's like, "No, no, the Wayne legacy has to pass on as well. You know, like Thomas's legacy has to go through you." And then
1: and then the 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 sad irony that he has to intentionally ruin that yeah uh, that image to to just you know to save the people like it's it's the idea that he has to actually make it less personal, you know, he has to do what he has to do um, at cost to his personal self. I mean, I yes, the movie gets the idea that he, that, you know, that, that Bruce is just a mask; it's not really personal, but it is to, to Alfred. Like Alfred would care about this.
0: Yeah, it actually kind of mirrors the ending of the next one in a, in a weird way, where he has to kind of sully his own reputation for the sake of the good fight, yeah. if you will. Um, yeah. Yeah. This, this, this time it's Bruce Wayne. Next time it's Batman. But it is, yeah, very much. So there's some connective tissue there. Um, Joe, one thing that I wish actually from the third movie was in this movie. I Bom. wish, because in the third one, uh, Alfred sets up this thing where he's like, oh, you know, every so often, you know, while you were missing, I would go to this cafe in like Paris or whatever, right? I wish mm. he told that story in this one.
1: Oh, that would have been so much better, wouldn't
0: it? Yeah. Like, I, I wish when we got to that ending scene of, of Rises, I wish it was a callback to this movie and not to earlier on <laughs> that one. But it's just, yeah. it's just one of those things where they probably hadn't thought of it yet. I like, imagine it had
1: just been a small... like You know when he comes and picks him up on the plane? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was just, I was just in France.
0: Yeah. yeah, Just, yeah, just something. Yeah, just, just a reference oh, to that in this one would have been great. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's, just, it's one of those things in hindsight that I've seen all three of them. I'm like, I wish there was oh, a reference only. to that. Yeah. No, and, I'm with you. One, it's but... one of those, you can't hold it against it. Not really. No, you can't. But, oh man, that would have been way better. But yeah, uh, so I mean, obviously we've been nitpicking here and there because obviously after like you know, thirty viewings or whatever I'm at now, uh, something stupid like yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> like you you notice these little things. You have your critiques. You you talk about it because uh, this is the thing. Whenever we like criticize Batman v Superman or any other like version, they're not nitpicks. We don't like well, they're not nitpicks. But that's not what I'm getting. at I'm saying people always like to argue and say, oh, you don't like the Batman kills and that, but technically he kills this person. I'm like, yeah, we're kind of acknowledging that. We're acknowledging that not this isn't necessarily one hundred percent perfect but yeah
1: i think even just you know we were talking about as a as a batman representation i this uh, i think i hate in one of the last years that uh, i'm always disappointed that it's not it's not batman not not fully it's it's an aspect of batman but it's not you know because the detective angle is completely gone here it's not
0: there he's he's listening with an earpiece in one scene (laughs) that's all i've got for you yeah it's it's not there. <laughs> I, I think the second one he's got some forensics. He's got the like, he recreates the bullet and stuff. There's some scene stuff. There's, there's some, a little bit. Yeah, there's a little bit in the but, second one. Yeah,
1: world's greatest detective. I know, I know. It's not yeah.
0: every aspect of Batman. Yeah, um, exactly. Which is my point. It's 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 an aspect of Batman. This. Do, do, do you know um, what I would give for like Gordon's daughter to be like older in this movie, just so she's like you know like fourteen, like just on that cusp of like being the, the tech teenager. Yeah. Who and maybe in the third movie could become like Batgirl. I don't know. Like, obviously, I I start going nuts with this stuff, and I I don't blame the movie for not having it, but um, but if only, right? Perfect yeah. world. Uh, yeah, like even just the the fighting, I think is
1: a bit bar brawler. Yeah. Uh yeah, like it. It's effective, which is I guess you can't argue with it. It Gets results, but it doesn't look. Pe- people, has no
0: flow to it. Yeah, people have often criticized. I, I think. I will defend the first time he shows up at the docks because I think the the whole point of that scene is that we don't get a clear look at what's going on because they don't get a clear look at what's going on. Yeah, I think later on in the film when it's like the final stuff and he's fighting the goons just before the train and all that. Yeah, we we should probably have a better sense of the combat there. I think. Um, yeah, it it is very much like a bar brawl,
1: um, and like I said, it's effective because you know they're going down. You're seeing you know just these heavy hits, right? Um, yeah. But it just doesn't have a flow to it that I think of as Batman. You know, you know, martial arts training, right? Yeah. It's it's got none of that.
0: That's fair. I I think fight scenes are one of Nolan's weaker elements. At least this early on. Um, arguably he got better. I think. I I think there's some more notable Batman-y action scenes in the third one that I I really like. Versus, we'll get to those. yeah, we'll get to those. Yeah. But, um, but. I don't think it's actually... Surprisingly, I don't think it's actually that big a deal in the grand scheme of the movie, because the movie's strange There's very little actual fighting yeah. that matters. No, I agree. Yeah, so... You know, that's what it's
1: I think, I think what is funny to me is this movie, it goes all in on the Bruce Wayne's a mask, Batman's the you know, the mm. real you. But at the same time, Batman is actually a relatively minor part, in a way. Um... It's about Bruce trying to be Batman for a lot of it, you know. Uh, you know, Alfred's like, "No, this can't be personal." Him saving Rachel is all Bruce. It's not Batman. Um, it's about him trying to shed out of that and become the the Batman that the city needs at the end.
0: Yeah, which, which he does. He he becomes. He does. The, he does at the, the Batman, end. Yeah. At the end yeah. I, yeah, I
1: think that that moment when the house is about to burn down, you know, he he gets them all to get out. Yeah, that's the moment where he's like, "No, okay, Bruce Wayne's gone."
0: And I don't necessarily see that as a because you're saying like, oh, it's mostly Bruce for the movie. To me, it's like if you want to distinguish them in that weird way, but like the journey to Batman is still Batman, if that makes sense. No, no I get that. I think the only
1: reason I'm making it is because it makes a point in this movie mm. of telling us that now Bruce Wayne doesn't really exist. It's all Batman. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that in this movie.
0: No, no I, I actually agree with it. Because I, I think the, the point is is that even though he's not achieved the Batman yet, right, until that point in the movie, right, and you know, in, in, in his fourth act, he's still... That's all he's thinking about. That's all he's consumed by. You know, it's about okay. training. It's about proving himself. It's about getting... He wants to accomplish... You know, from the moment he, he... I mean, even, like, obviously when he's going to shoot Joe Chill, he's not Batman yet, but even then, he's obsessed. He's still broken by what happened to his parents, right? He's still... Like, the the way I've always kind of phrased it is that Bruce Wayne died the same night as his parents did, right? And something yeah. else was born then. And it's kind of festered yeah. and grown and became what it is now. And throughout the whole course of the movie, that's still his drive. Sure, he still cares about Rachel. He still cares about Alfred. He's, I mean, it's not like he sheds every connection he has. No, of course. But he, he is that as his goal. He's, he's, he's constantly working towards that. So he's still... It's still who he is. It's still... Bruce Wayne still the mask in that the billionaire playboy, the face figure, if you will, yeah, is always going to be the facade. Even before he gets to that point, it's the facade. It's you know it's that scene where he wakes up and he's got the bruises and Alfred's like, oh, ah, yeah, take up yeah. polo, your date, movie stars, whatever you do. Yeah. no, I'm with you. It's crazy billionaires and yeah, yeah, crazy billionaires indeed. Indeed, yes. Um, <laughs> drunk billionaire burns down home. I lo- I, lo- I like that headline. Uh, I love how that's page eight as well. Yeah. Well, I, I think when you're in a city where a man dressed as a bat just saved the day. Sure, that's page one and two. Yeah, but three.
1: <laughs> what what's on the next like five pages that 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 wasn't drunk? Bill, you know,
0: local billionaire burns down his home. Given how much minutes of this... after everyone was there for a pie given how much the city got damaged during all this and given how many people probably get killed in the arrows, I feel like there's probably a lot of pages to to all the, the various facets of this. All right, fine. Like, you could I will do, let it slide this one time. You could probably do two pages and just look at the, the, the structural damage alone uh, of the city. All right, fine. <laughs> uh... It's good, though. It's a good movie. Joe, you know I was just thinking about. I was trying to think if is, is there any like cell phones in this whole movie. There's police radios, there but I don't think there's any police cell reason. phones. I don't, I don't think there is. No. Obviously, they existed. I mean, they definitely existed, but I was just I was trying to think about there if it feels dated because the phones were like pre-smartphone. But now I'm thinking about it, I don't even think we saw any phones. I don't think you see any,
1: which is maybe a little bit weird given how key an element they are in the next movie.
0: Um. i I don't know. I, I I buy they exist. Like I I don't have to see Batman go to the toilet to know toilets exist in Gotham City. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying. Oh, he has to be on the phone. But it's It's kind of weird that no one
1: ever uses a phone.
0: Just oh. irrelevant to
1: the plot. Just <laughs> well, It's just, it, just everyday. I
0: don't okay. know. What do you want from me? I don't know. there's no other reason to be on a phone. It's
1: fine. That, that, that and that in itself is kind of weird that no one had a reason to be on a phone at any point when it's such an everyday object. I bet
0: those movies that come out today still that has no one on a phone for the whole thing. Probably. And it's probably weird in that too. It's not that weird. This is, it, is it not true. Like, so much of your day is spent not on a phone. They just choose to focus on those moments. The phone calls aren't the important parts of the plot. Mm, we'll see.
1: This is such a I think, weird... I think you're underestimating
0: how much people use their phones this is such a weird connor complaint oh it is oh my god it is i'm gonna stick to it not on a phone i'm, I'm sorry i brought it up jesus christ um <laughs> so um yeah so i'm gonna talk about the ending scene i like i, I this is the sort of scene that might be a post-credit scene <laughs> in like a, in a movie now these days it would be yeah yeah uh, but I love it, because it, it kind of mirrors the end of year one, because the end of year one is like, hey, there's a guy called the Joker kicking about, like, you have to deal with this, Batman. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just the, the real signals there, and he comes, and this idea of escalation, which I love, because obviously one of the reasons I we not even mentioned this word the entire time. But in terms of superhero movies, in terms of Batman movies as well specifically, it's a fairly grounded and relatively speaking, realistic movie. Oh man, you had to go and ruin it. I thought we could get through the whole review without using the word grounded. <laughs> Look, I'm using them here because I think it's important to this this final scene because this final scene is the entire point is that it's saying, hey, we're going to have more villains from Batman coming up, but we're setting up the, why it kind of happened. Because it, it feeds into one of the things that comes up in the comics as well is that all these villains only exist because Batman existed. He kind of inspires the craziness almost. Yeah. And Neil Gordon you know, says escalation. He's like, you know, you, 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 we buy armor. They buy armor-piercing rounds, you know, so on, so on. Um, and he's like, you know, he flips that Joker card. And I remember getting pumped. I remember being so excited. I was like, yes. I, I, you know, I think it was genuinely a, a genius move to save the Joker for the second movie. I really do. No, I agree,
1: because it's the one thing that, no matter your
0: familiarization with Batman, mm-hmm.
1: like what level it's at, joker
0: that's it you know everyone knows that because it makes so much sense to let the first movie be purely his movie about him becoming batman save the joker who's going to steal a lot of the show for the second film you know get you know set up batman for who he is and then the second film can give him the nemesis that he doesn't know how to deal with
1: yeah definitely
0: because everything you know, everything with Batman is 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 all logical. It's all like he he plans things, he he thinks things through. But he can't think the Joker through because the Joker is unpredictable. And yeah, yeah, that's the beauty you, of it. You can't expect it. Uh, so it leaves you in this place where you're excited to see. Okay, how does what is the Joker like in this world? This again, more grounded world. That's kind of yeah. exciting. Uh, that is, yeah, definitely. And wh- how does this Batman react to that Joker? Uh, and so began the three-year wait to the Dark Knight. <laughs> Thank God, we're only waiting a week this time. I know, I know. We, I mean, why did you? No no no, 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 actually... no, 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 no. I mean, we're waiting a week to record it, but for the audience, it's not a week. Oh, it's not, is it? It's like three no. days So or it's four. Stop specifying it. Let's keep it vague. God damn it! So, well, and I'm, I'm giving you a challenge. I, <laughs> I corrected you because I don't want people to think they had to wait a week. and now you're giving me specific days. No, 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 no. It's coming soon. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Soon.
1: Joe, is weird, actually. Yo, yo, mm-hmm. I said, oh, we have to wait a week to watch it. I... Since since the third one came out, I don't think I've watched these movies split up. It's always been at most over, like, two or three days. Mm. If not just in one day sitting. Interesting. I don't think I've waited, like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll wait a week till I watch the next one. So, this is a... An interesting experience for me genuinely
0: well, that's cool we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes we'll see uh uh how, how, it, how it works and yeah um that's bad one begins i mean i like, i'm sure there's probably something you're like oh we had, you didn't talk about that part or you didn't talk about this thing but but uh, but we've gone over an hour now yes then. yes i feel like we've covered it and i'm sure it's like so, so some of the things dipped into the other movies i'm sure we'll dip back into this one with all two probably uh, yeah, as we go so I guess the one final thing to do is to rate the movie. So, with everything that's just been said, what are you giving Batman Begins? Give it a nine. <laughs> I will also give it a nine. Yeah. It, it, it understands Batman in a way that no other live-action movie has that's really spoke to me. And it may not be perfect, it be 100%, it may be only 92%. Right, It's very specific. But 92% is much better than any other live-action Batman movie. Like, much that is, better. That
1: is, in terms of
0: uh, a Batman
1: adaptation, it's absolutely like, the closest thing we've ever had at this point. Yes.
0: So, Martha was not mentioned in this movie. Literally. <laughs> I don't think they even said her name. <laughs> I don't think they did. <laughs> Cause do you know why
1: I'm fairly sure of that? Because if they'd said Martha, I might have laughed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you see in the tombstone the third one for sure. I don't know if it was brought up at all though. Maybe yeah. at some point someone says Thomas and Martha Wayne. I like, could see that in a sentence. Yeah, maybe. But. <laughs> but yeah, she got the shaft. Yes. Uh, but that is that is about Begins. So let us know what you think about begins in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Guys on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show and the channel, head over to patreon.com slash and you can support us over there for as little as a dollar per month. You get influx episodes a week early, including these Batman episodes. So you can go over there and look at that. At the $5 tier, you get to vote on an episode once per month and you get a bunch of other bonuses for other shows as well. Uh, so go have a look-see. Uh, but otherwise, that's get us, Get on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz. Did I say that already? I may have done. Um, who yeah oh, I wasn't paying attention. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> This is Batman Month people. Uh you know, we'll be back next time with the Dark Knight, which, you know, is is as well respected as this film is. The Dark Knight's kinda of one of the most well-respected it's, super- it's the Dark Knight, it speaks for itself. It may be the most well-respected superhero movie. So come back next time for shenanigans. So thank you very much once again. We'll see you guys next time. Keep watching movies. And if you can get it, it's always good to have diplomatic immunity.